Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. This week, I'm joined in the monkey house by my ever-reliable second banana, Miss Evan Munro-Smith. Hey, Evan. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a while since we've been inside the monkey house. <laughs> we're not allowed to be inside the monkey house anymore. Well, I mean, we're not really inside the monkey house, to be honest. We're and inside if I'm being... in spirit. Really honest, this um this little mini series we're about to do is really just an excuse to catch up with you, Evan. How have you been? <laughs> uh, good. I'm working from home for the first time in the, these new restrictions. It's the first time I've actually been forced to work from home. I'm not allowed to go to the studio and work, which is it's a bit weird. So it's my my first proper time in proper isolation. Yeah, right. Yeah, you you were relatively unscathed through the early days of it. Yeah, yeah. Everything we were doing was kind of, you know, we we took all the precautions and we were allowed to do everything, so so it was fine. But um, no, things are getting serious now. I've been. This has hit me like six months ago. Yeah. Live comedy was cancelled ages ago, and um, most other things. Podcasting yeah. even now, we're going to do it remotely, so it's it's all falling down. I, if people aren't aware, there's a, a big uh, pandemic worldwide. <laughs> uh, you might be listening in a yes. few years' time. Maybe you yeah, weren't born when this episode was recorded. So look it up. It was probably a pretty fascinating page in history, COVID-19. Yeah, I think I think they'll write about this in the yeah. old history books. Feels like it's, yeah, we used to talk about pre and post 9-11. I think the new one's going to be pre and post COVID-19. Yeah. Definitely. And we're living in a mid-COVID-19 world, which is, you know, <laughs> yeah. th- this only happens hopefully briefly. Yeah, hopefully it's a mid-COVID-19 world. Hopefully we're about at the midpoint and yeah. we'll be out of it soon and back into the actual monkey house and we can do the show from there. Yeah, that's right. It's much more comfortable in there. So <laughs> we are going to be talking about uh, the fantastic... Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy, which we did an episode on 
somewhere back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And it would have been in 2019 when it came out. Um, but we're going to go back and Evan and I are going to do some recappy kind of episodes back through the first season. And then uh, if we want to, and if you want us to, we'll do season <laughs> two after that, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's been fun. I've, I've just watched the first episode again today, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Uh, I did start watching the second season, but I felt like I'd already forgotten so much of the first season. So um, this is an exercise of helping enjoy the second season even more by remembering the first season. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't uh, end up finishing the first season in my first watch. So, it'll be good. I'll be experiencing it for the first time. Great. And what what were your thoughts the first time around? Obviously, not you didn't love it enough to watch it all the way through. Yeah, I, um, I can't remember. There wasn't a, a precise reason why I stopped watching. Um, I just get busy and I'll, you know, if a show doesn't grab me that much, I'll uh, leave it behind. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, watching Watching through... Uh, episode one again today i like it it's good yeah it's not like i'm not totally gripped but um but it's 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 good it's got a it's a good cast of uh people it's there's obviously you know episode one is always bogged down in in explaining the world (laughs) trying to explain who all the characters are there's a lot of characters in this um and they've all got their own stuff going on so um i think it probably just will take me two to get into it you mentioned there that uh, it's got a lot of good people in it, and obviously that is usually yes. your focus. You're a real people lover. Yes, uh, but there, there's a Love a good human. There's also a pretty good chimp. I'd say a brilliant <laughs> chimp, and also like yeah, an he's ape good. man. What? Who's the ape man? You mentioned the ape man, but I I haven't Number seen one. any ape. What? Well, I don't think it's fully clear yet. I might be skipping ahead a little bit. Ah, uh, that's a bit of insider is... knowledge. Uh, you know, the, are, how are you he's talking real about Luther? Huge? Yeah, Luther. Yeah, right. Okay. He's huge because okay. he's got ape. I can't remember how it happens, but it's something like he has ape blood injected into him or something. Right. He's hairy and he too. he gets real huge. And that's what leads to the hair. Anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> in whatever episode it's explained in. I forget what's already known and what's not, but yeah, I, I guess that bit isn't known yet. Anyway, for this first episode, I found a pretty decent shortish plot synopsis on a little website called wikipedia.org. Am oh, I yeah. saying or is it org or orge? <laughs> I think it's org. Org. Um, I think it's short for organization. Oh, okay. Which That's Wikipedia fun. is? I like how we're already learning early in this episode. <laughs> I'm like, it could be anything. Orge, orgy, orge, organization. Yep. Which would have um, been weird because that's not really a word. But... Organization. Mm. Origin. Origin. Yeah. Could, could be. be. That. But All it right. isn't. It isn't. No, it's not. Um, This episode, the first episode is called We Only See Each Other at Weddings and Funerals. Yes. People who don't know it at all, it was based on a comic book. You knew that, I'm guessing at least? I, look, yes, kind of. You know, you watch something like this, you're like, this is probably based on a comic book. I'm not not aware of what the comic book is. I'd never heard of it before this. I hadn't heard of it before this as well, but it was created by Jared Way. And illustrated by what? Gabrielle Barr. The guy from... Uh, hang on. Yes. Uh, it is the guy from My uh, Chemical ha- Romance? My, is it? Is it My Chemical Romance? It's one of those, it's one of those emo bands. One yeah. of the big ones. Yeah, so My he, Chemical he, Romance. Yeah, right. He made himself a comic. Yeah, he did. Big time. Good on him. 
Uh, okay, so here's the plot. So that and that was very successful, apparently. And we were you on the episode where we talked about season one first time around? Maybe yeah, you weren't I even think, on. Yeah, that I think I was. You were great. Yeah. Well, you remember it well. We talked about all this, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's get into episode one plot. It's called "We Only See Each Other at Weddings and Funerals." So going into the episode, you're going, "Ooh, I hope it's a wedding. Hope it's not a sad thing." Yes. Let's find out. On October the 1st, 1989, which is the year of your birth, I believe, Evan. Yeah. What date? October 1. Yeah, right. Okay. So you you beat these guys to the punch just. Mm, yeah. Just, I mean, You're April. slightly older than the Umbrella Academy kids. There you go. On October the 1st, 1989, 43 women give birth to 43 children, despite none of them showing any sign of pregnancy until labor begins. Yeah, Seven. they're insta-babies. Insta-babies, which these days you think of as just like babies who are shown on Instagram, but... Yeah. Is that... Yeah, that was I a guess. joke you were making? Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds funny. <laughs> it does sound funny. And I, I enjoyed it on every level <laughs> and no level. Uh, the way we see it in in uh, the series is the opening shot is, I'm guessing, maybe Russian. Yeah, I picked Russian. Uh, a couple of Russian teens uh, hanging out, sort of flirting in a very sort of uh, gentle way. And then... At a swimming the, pool. At a swimming pool, that's important. Because I was about to say that the girl jumps in and you'd be yeah. like, jumped into what? Jumps into the <laughs> swimming pool. And all of a sudden there's blood everywhere and her stomach explodes. And like, you'd be going, what the hell's going on here? She did just kiss him on the cheek and... First time around, I was going, what's going on here? Does he, yeah. he got the superpower of impregnating with Kiss? It it, sound, it seemed like that at the time. But no, it was just some hap- it was just this weird uh, happening around the world. 43 women gave birth to 43 children. Uh, the synopsis goes on. In the present, five of these children, now grown up, live separate lives. Luther, or number one, lives on the moon. <laughs> Diego, Is that where he two. lives? I, I, where I he lives, saw yeah. the space scene and I, I just thought he was on some sort of a mission. But he lives on the moon. Yeah, his Good mission on is on the moon. He's living there and he's taking data. Great. Uh, Diego's number two, who we see stopping a home invasion. Alison is number three and she's walking the red carpet at a film premiere. Mm. Klaus, Klaus. Klaus, yeah. Klaus is number four, who's leaving rehab and immediately begins y- using drugs again. And Vanya, number seven, plays the violin. She's playing the Phantom of the Opera. Huh? Yeah, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, there's like this. She's playing it well. Yeah, yeah, she's very good. Um, Yeah, she's playing uh, Phantom of the Opera on violin over this montage that introduces all these uh, characters. Um, Who are the main characters? Yeah, they're the. I'd call them the main characters. One, two, three, four, and seven. But you go, well, there's a couple of numbers missing there. But just before this montage, though, Matt. There were 43 insta-babies born. Yeah. Um, but you missed out the part about Sir, Sir Reginald Hargreaves, who, um, who is this, uh, I don't know, eccentric billionaire. Is he eccentric? Yeah, Maybe they he's really, not eccentric, really. He's just- no, they, they say it a lot, he's eccentric. They oh, right. really make a point of saying he's an eccentric. Maybe the world's most eccentric billionaire, I think. They're oh, right. I mean, in that he does odd things, maybe, but his character isn't, I wouldn't describe his character as eccentric. No, he's, but he's got a monocle. That's true. Okay. Um, he, he, wa- he, for some reason, wants to buy them all. 
Is um, that not an eccentric thing to do in your mind, Evan? No, of course, normal? of course, no, of course. What he does is eccentric, um, but his I just think as a as a personality, he um, doesn't seem to be super eccentric. I don't know where you draw not- the line between <laughs> when you're eccentric and not. It's, is it is it not your behaviour that makes you eccentric? I suppose. I'm I'm talking more about his demeanour. Okay, um, he does not have an eccentric demeanour. <laughs> but that's not important. Um, he's not he, ostentatious, but, I mean, he's got a yeah. monocle. Uh, yes. He um, he successfully buys seven of these Insta babies out yeah. of 43. Seven out of 43, that's pretty good. What's yeah, that? That's... I would have thought more people would be willing to sell the babies. Okay. Considering they... They have no real attachment to them. Yeah. They were I mean, instantly Insta pregnant. Like, yeah. they, it's literally just happened to them. Um, and they could get money. Yeah, seven out of forty-three. So what does that mean? That's thirty-six denied. Yeah, which is interesting, right? I'm sure that'll come back at some point. Yeah, I I haven't thought about that at all. <laughs> but where are the other thirty-six? Yeah, they they got to become some of the super villains or something at some point, right? Well, something. okay. So so it, there's it's kind of um alluded to at some point, right? Or am I... Uh, maybe it was. I don't recall it being alluded to, but I watch things in a way that <laughs> is there, Okay, a bit well, there, there's, there's one line. Um, oh, where is it? Maybe it's in episode two. Um, there, there is one line who... The, uh, fuck, who was it? Someone says, one of our own or something. Um, and it, I think... Anyway, I think that maybe that surely it comes back. That would be weird right. if it didn't come back. Because see, the thing is, the and we've alluded to this, the these characters all have some sort of a power. Yes, um, we probably should have just we should have <laughs> probably mentioned that these are all basically superhero kids. Yes, or Except young adults. Apparently, now. Vanya, the violinist, yes. who despite being very good at violin, is not it's not not really a superpower, is it? Yeah, that's right. And it kind of, it feels like, it's hard to know how much the numbers mean, but it almost feels like that's how the dad, the eccentric billionaire Hargraves, has ranked them. Luther, oh, right. number one, he's kind of like the leader. Vanya's yep. number seven, and she's got no power. And then, I mean, I don't know how you how you sort of um, uh, compare powers in that way and rank them, but that's sort of how it feels, maybe. Hmm, okay. Uh, anyway, the, let's keep going with the synopsis. Thanks for yes. picking out that big hole in it, though. Uh, that is yeah, a weird hole that they... It I is guess a, they... It's a key point, isn't it? <laughs> that the eccentric billionaire bought bought those kids. Yeah. Anyway, so Vanya's playing the violin uh, as this sort of montage of us meeting all these... Uh, meeting number one, two, three, and four. And then it says, After watching the news, they all learn about Sir Reginald Hargrave's death, their dad. Uh, they learn about it in different ways. For instance, uh, the journalists who are photographing, pho- photographing, pho- yes, pho- <laughs> photographing, yeah, that's photographing right. Allison number three on the red carpet. They start asking her, "When was the last time you saw your dad?" and that sort of stuff. So she found out in a pretty brutal way. Others read it in the paper or on the watch on the news. I think. Yeah. Uh, the children decide to reunite in their old home, the academy, to talk about their father's death. Visiting his father's bedroom, Luther begins to suspect his father was murdered by one of the others, as his monocle is missing. Diego reassures Luther that the coroner stated that Sir Reginald died of heart failure, but Luther remains suspicious. 
So Diego's mm. character is almost, he's sort of like the, what do you call the, he's sort of like a Batman guy. He's yeah, he's a vigilante, basically. Vigilante. Yeah. Whereas all um, black, really yep. good at throwing these knife things. Yes. Um, and they're all, it's probably worth pointing out, they're all kind of estranged from each other. So they're, they all, they aren't, they aren't really in contact with each other anymore, despite growing up together at that sort of academy estate. So yeah, they've all sort like of that. come back together uh, for this to, to mourn their dad, who's not their real dad, but this this billionaire that bought them and raised them as, um, well, as 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 powerful kids. Yeah, I guess well, they don't really have a dad, do they? Because they've they've all got a mum. Yeah, but no that's true. Dad, so suppose so. Uh, but maybe we find out about that down the track as well. I'm not sure. So uh, there's obviously there's sort of rifts between all the characters. Um, yeah, something's happened at one point. Like uh diego says to vanya she says uh how dare you show your face after what you did yes um, uh, i don't and- know how to how, how much we jump ahead but that but that's uh which is referring to uh she she wrote a book about um her upbringing yeah and- it was called something like my life is number seven or something like that hmm I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, in a flashback to the Umbrella Academy's first public appearance, the Academy successfully stop a bank robbery. Sir Reginald and Vanya watch the action from a rooftop, and Vanya asks why she can't help. Sir Reginald tells Vanya that she isn't special, and later in the interview, in an interview, he tells the public that he adopted six children instead of seven. Brutal. Yeah. Because she doesn't have the superpowers, he's basically saying she doesn't exist. Yes, she's an outcast in her yeah. own family. Yeah, it's very rough. But this is kind of cool. This is so this this flashback thing is a, we're seeing a bank robbery where they're basically they've got all their superpowers and they're fighting crime. Yep. They so kill really several s- robbers. Yeah, they kill a lot of people. It's pretty brutal. A lot of especially blood, especially since they're kids. Yeah, a lot of blood on their hands. Yeah, uh, and do we see in that? thing uh one of the other kids who has a like a big monster coming out of him yeah ben ben and i can't remember who must ben- be number five is number six number six number five oh, sorry number the- five is number five yes that's it doesn't have another name number five is number five yeah i've always said that uh <laughs> back in the present a lightning storm causes the group to go inside once there they watch as a young number five also known as five <laughs> Uh, who's obviously one of the seven siblings, arrives at the Academy through a strange ball of blue energy. Yeah, like some sort of vortex. Yeah. Or wormhole sort of a situation. Yeah. Um, and so they're all together now, except for, um, except for, except for ben, ben, number six. Is that Was that a, an Australian film? Everybody except for Ben or something? I think, no, any questions for Ben? Any questions for Ben? <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. I mean, I do have some questions for Ben, though. Where is he? Where the bloody hell is he? Yeah. There's six others here. Uh, so, Five explains to the others that he travelled to the future, 
and then came back and became stuck in his 13-year-old body, though he's actually a 58-year-old man. Later, the group holds a funeral for Sir Reginald. In a flashback, Sir Reginald trains and monitors all the children. He also gives them a tattoo of an umbrella on their wrists, except Vanya, who draws her own umbrella tattoo using a pen. In the present, the group part ways. At the funeral, which it skips over, um, we it hasn't even introduced Pogo, who who is like the... I don't know, he's sort of like a chimp butler. Yeah. He dresses in a tweed jacket, he's got little spectacles, and he yeah. just seems like he's a wise Alfred, old man. basically. Yeah. And it uh, doesn't seem to get a mention on this uh, website, wikipedia.org, which I think is a bit rough, but... Them's the breaks. Uh, probably the key reason why we're talking about him on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's he's running the funeral and the kids all sort of crack it a bit. Number two, I can't remember their names very well. Number two is Diego. He yeah. he talks about how their dad was a bad man. He was a bad man and, and the world's better off without him. Luther, number one, doesn't like this and they, they have punch on. Um. Which... It's also revealed in this scene that um, that number six, Ben, uh, is dead. Yes, and it's revealed because... There's a monument in the little statue in the uh, area that they are in. And their fight knocks him over and the head of the statue of number six pops off. Yeah. It's all fairly bleak. It's all pretty bleak. It's a bleak first episode. <laughs> uh, uh... Except for the dancing scene. Oh, the dancing scene, which... It also skips over in the synopsis, probably because it's <laughs> pointless to the storyline. But it kind it of is, is pointless. It's it is a bit of a weird scene. But yeah, Luther chucks on. Um, if, I think I we're think alone I'm, now yeah. by Tiffany, uh, which is the inspiration for Weird Al Yankovic's "I Think I'm a Clone Now." <laughs> uh, it's a great song. <laughs> I'm so glad you were able to bring Weird Al Yankovic up, and I really hope you can work him into every episode. I'll try through this season. <laughs> <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Is there anything he cannot do? Uh-huh. I reckon probably. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that dance scene was great. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was real happy. I liked how they all danced. They all yep. dance like how I picture I dance, but I've never seen me dance, and I don't think it actually looks like that. <laughs> They're all dancing very differently. Uh, number two is doing a running man sort of thing. Yeah. Bunya's sort of a bit slower and just... Um, Small movements. Luther's going for it. He punches the ceiling at one point. Yeah. yeah. Breaks his aerial, whatever it is. I think that I'm, I'm right into all their dancing styles. It made me feel good. I watched this in yeah. the bath, by the way. <laughs> Great. Where did you watch? Uh, right here where I am now on my computer. Oh, that's where you live. Yeah. Jacked into the internet. <laughs> well, it was sort of uh, during my work day, um, but everything sort of... Mushes. If you're ever allowed to, or if if this option ever comes up, would you be willing to just plug yourself straight into the into the web? Like, if there was um, some way to plug your brain into the web, would you be one of the first to put your hand up to do it? Maybe, maybe. I feel like that's what that's where VR is sort of heading, and I was you know early adopter into that. So I'm starting to think that's going to be, you know, how number five, uh, we found out he's a time traveler. He went into the past and he's just come back through that blue vortex wormhole. Yeah. I kind of think that's what um, time travel probably will never actually happen, I guess. I have no idea. But I feel like it probably won't. 
But how it will happen is VR will get so good, you'll just be able to pick any time in the past and they'll be able to recreate it, right? And you'll just live in there. That yeah. feels like it's possible. Yeah, I think so. I guess any like the future Matrix. time travel would, would be guesses. Probably using some sort of algorithms. Yeah, I'd say algorithms would be involved. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, I'd go into the Matrix. Sorry, yeah, we are getting sidetracked. So Um, uh, the last little bit of the uh, synopsis here says five, and it's quite a big bit of it as well, but it happens right at the end. Five visits a coffee shop. Five's the boy who's known as number five. He visits a coffee shop where he kills several men who try to kidnap him. (laughs) At a river, Diego, number two, is revealed to have taken uh, Sir Reginald's monocle, which he dumps in the river. Claus, who has the ability to talk to dead people. Klaus. Klaus. Damn it. Klaus. Like Santa Klaus. Santa Klaus. That makes it easier. (laughs) Santa Klaus, who has the ability to talk to dead people, begins to talk with his dead sibling, Ben, number six. And this is, I guess, when we first see him. And, th- and we realise this is because it's the first time he's been sober. He takes drugs in part to stop yeah. the dead people talking to him. Uh, the episode ends with Fire visiting Vanya, where he tells her that in eight days the human race will come to an end, but he doesn't know why or how. And this is where he's come back from. He's come back from the end of the world. He knows the date because he, he, uh, the, the t- that day's newspaper was there. He read it. He knows the exact time, basically. He's seen all them dead there. Yep. But he doesn't know how, and he's like, we got to stop this. Let's get the gang back together. Well, he's not really getting the gang back together, is he? No, I guess not. Everyone's, it's still, everyone's sort of rifted. They're not, they're not really hanging out. Except yeah, for a little, true. little, they, couples here and there. Um, but uh, they're, largely doing their own thing so hey look it's you know i mean there's a lot there that we've skipped over their mother's a robot oh yes mother's a robot (laughs) who's known as mother i think or mum maybe just mum yeah um uh yeah there's a good gun uh, gunfight in a donut shop okay evan let me put this to you yes you bought seven kids and your wife is a robot are yep. you or are you not eccentric? <laughs> I no, you're right. He yes, yeah, all right. He's eccentric. Thank I'm you. just saying. In his, he's not wearing a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't dress in an eccentric way. He's not he's, wearing he's... a colourful bow tie. <laughs> he's just a very, you know. Uh, a stiff sort of old guy, uh, very a very strict dad. They they um, it's it's very clear from all of this that they don't really like their dad. They're not happy. They're all sort of scarred by their childhood. It seems um, they're sort of like haunted by their abilities. That it 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 feels like that obviously a lot has happened that we're not aware of prior to all this, and and they'd all kind of rather forget about it and move on with their lives and just try to be normal. Um, but, uh, but their, but Sir Reggie's death has sort of dragged them all together and- Sir Reggie. Sir Reggie. Love it. Did, uh, so yeah, mum was a big thing they missed. They'd also missed Pogo, but we've sort of spoke about Pogo. We don't know (laughs) why. Okay. I don't even, okay. So his wife's a robot. His butler's a chimp. 
and he's bought yep. his seven kids. I don't know what more this man needs to do to get the the tick of eccentric approval from you. More colourful clothing. Okay. Um, smile once. Okay, that's eccentric to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's just, he's just, he just doesn't seem very, he's just, dead, you know, very low, low energy. I mean, he's dead, but. Maybe we'll see him. Well, maybe we'll see him do some of these moves in flashbacks in future episodes. Yeah, maybe. IMDb has a, a page on trivia for this episode, and I've read through it, and none of it's particularly interesting. Maybe the most interesting one is uh, on the back of Vanya's autobiography. So we said that that's one of the things that kind of seems to have split the family up a bit. She wrote an autobiography, and a lot of the family did not like that about her. She's spilling the secrets of the family. The tea. Spilling the tea, exactly. Uh, so this a bit of trivia. In, in the show, she picks it up at her dad's house. She asks uh, Pogo if he ever read it, and Pogo says, not to my knowledge. Um, but That's apparently response. on the back of Vanya's autobiography is a quote from Jared Way, creator of the original comic books. Ah. that is that a fun fact? I was about to say uh, it was, but... It's I an Easter confidence. egg, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, how we used to end these episodes would be to give it a score out of bananas, Evan. Um, oh, yeah. And I think we should do that each episode through the season. Um, I know I, I can hardly remember it, re-watching it. It feels like I'm watching it for the first time again, apart from remembering bits and pieces that are coming up. So it was fun to uh, enjoy it all over again. But I'm curious to find out if we have uh, episodes that we like more than others and that sort of stuff. And I really like yeah. how your mind works. You normally can cut through the bullshit with this sort of stuff and help me realize <laughs> uh, what is actually good and bad and what I should actually like and not like. But anyway, what do you what do you give this episode? How many bananas? How big's your bunch? Uh, I'm gonna go like three and a half out of five bananas. Yep. Um, because it um it's fairly you know it's it's fairly gripping as a drama as a, you know as a first episode it it gives you that sort of cliffhanger not cliffhanger at the end but like a that pretty dramatic ending of the world's going to end in 8 days like that's that's, that's enough big. to sort of draw you into episode 2 um but overall it's 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 fairly bleak um and uh, so it's not like you know it's not a 5 out of 5 bananas yeah, I feel like it's there's there's room there to grow. I think maybe what you've touched on there is, uh, I wonder when the decision to put in that dance sequence came in, but I <laughs> yeah. feel like maybe it seemed very bleak and they added that in later. I have no idea, but that would make some sense because it was quite a joyous little sequence. Yeah, there isn't. Yeah, there isn't a whole lot of joy other than that. I mean the the bank robbery thing's pretty fun. That flashback. Um, yeah. you know, it's a it's a bit of fun, bit of action. I think it really um, hints a lot to the fun that's to come. But like you say, first yeah. episodes have a lot of setting up to. Yeah. And, and of course, just the, it's, you know, the dad's story. It's just a sad yeah. story, you know, and it all it makes sense in that context. Um, and obviously, yeah, a lot of heavy lifting to do as a first episode to, to explain the world. I'm going to say five and a half bananas out of seven for me. Uh, I really okay. enjoyed it and... Is that better or worse? That's better. The- okay, great. <laughs> yeah, because we both were... Wait. Yeah, that's better. We're both one and a half short out of the bunch, but my bunch was bigger, so as a percentage, okay. one and a half is smaller. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Good. 
Yep. <laughs> so, you got to your banana mats. I think so. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, assuming anyone is listening to this. But yeah, I thought it was really good and it's got me really excited to watch episode two and get through this season. And knowing that a second season is coming is also very exciting as well. So um, maybe we'll wrap it up there, Evan. Uh, you want to do yeah. the at, uh, the outro sayings? We normally get the guests to do it. You want to play sure. that role? All right, well, thanks so much for joining us, Evan Munro-Smith. Is there anything you need to tell people about while we've got them? How's Gamey Game going? Ah, um, it's on hold because we're not allowed in the studio. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but there is um, a whole back catalogue up. Uh, my sister just started watching it recently. She's become a big fan. She messaged me oh, great. last week saying, can I get my hands on a mug? She wants a gamey game mug. But uh, she's saying that she's loving it. So, And she's not a gamer oh, at all, really. I think that's the beauty of the show. Yeah, I think you can enjoy it even if you're not into games because so much of the show isn't really about games. Yeah, I'd say it's um, the same as this show. A lot of people have told me, oh, I never gave it a try because I don't care about monkeys. And then I listen to it <laughs> and I realize it doesn't really matter. And I think gamey games the same as that. Yeah. Uh, there'll be links to such things in the show notes if anyone wants uh, more stuff to get into. Let us know what you think of episode one of Umbrella Academy. And uh, yeah, our Twitter and Facebook and everything is Prime Mates Pod. So uh, the links to that will be in the show notes as well. Stay in contact. Maybe, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll put a link to something if you want to um, send a message rather than me checking the email, which I've found is for some reason really hard to do so i'm gonna i'll make a <laughs> i'll make a form if you want to comment on episodes or anything in particular there'll be a a form to fill out in the show notes and um we can work it that way anyway uh thanks so much for joining seven this has been fun to catch up no worries. and as we always yeah. say here at primates podcast love those insta babies <laughs>